Pesachim daf Ayin Vav. Last we started the Mishnah at the bottom of Ayin Hamad Bet. If Korban Pesach in the oven touched a part of the oven and it was roasted that way, it's not from the actual fire but from the heat of the oven. So you have to scrape that part and if the juice uh, splashed and went back, then it cooked it and you have to scrape that part. And same thing if the, if the juice or the gravy fell on uh, on uh, flour, you have to take uh, some of that part of the flour out. And then we talked about uh, it being glazed by the oil of teruma or maaser sheni, and what would be the din over there. And with that, we are starting the Gemara on Ayn Ha'amudbet, the last line, where it says Itmar. It was said, Ham letoch ham. An isur that fell into heter, or let's just uh, give a better example. Basar goes into halav, hot goes into hot. Divrea kol asur. Everyone will tell you it's asur because they absorb from one another. And sonen the toch sonen cold fell into cold. Divrea kol mutar ham le toch sonen with sonen le toch ham is a machloket. Rav Amar ila agavar the one that is on top. That is the stronger one, and if the hot one is the one on top, it warms up the bottom one, and they both absorb from one another, and it's asur. And if the top one is cold, then it's mutar. The one that's on the bottom is the winner, and if the bottom one is hot, then it's a problem. But if the bottom one is cold and the hot fell into it, it makes it cold, and it would be mutar. So now the Gemara is going to ask on Shmuel who said that the bottom is always the stronger one. Tanan. In our Mishnah it says, Nataf elav. The juice or gravy of the Korban Pesach fell on the floor of the oven and bounced back. And on the meat, you told it, Mekomo, you got to take off that spot. Now, Kasal Kadatak, we're understanding, Beheres Tzonen, that the oven, the floor of the oven is cold. And I understand the best on Rav who said that the top one is, is stronger. That's why we want you taking off that part of the meat. Why? Because the hot juice makes the cold floor of the oven. It makes it hot. And then and then that heres, uh, that ceramic on the bottom of the oven makes the juice hot and then it's going to bounce back on the korban pesach it's going to be cooked from that uh, juice that bounced there and kamatve pesach mehamad hamimutad heres and the uh, korban pesach gets roasted from the ceramic of the oven and, and Torah said roasted from fire and not roasted from something else but according to Shmuel who said the bottom is always the stronger one let's see Harris the ceramic on the bottom of the oven since it's called it makes the the juice that falls on it cold and now Amai So why are we making you take off that spot off the meat when it bounces back? So Gmanat is no Shmuel. Like said in the name of Shmuel, Rotahat. When we're talking about the, the fine flour in the Mishnah, we were talking about fine flour that was hot. Achanami is the same idea over here. The ceramic at the bottom of the oven was also hot.
Therefore, the juice fell in something hot, it cooked the uh, the juice even more, and it went bounced back up, and it got uh, roasted from something else. Okay, so let's ask another question on Shmuel Tanan. Some of the juice fell on the flour at the bottom of the oven. Take a, take a hand, a fistful, whatever it is, a handful of the uh, area from the uh, from the flour, wherever the juice went uh, to, because it probably penetrated all over. Now, we're understanding that we're talking about cold flour. Okay, now I understand according to, uh, to Rav, who said the one that's on top is what is uh, the stronger one. Now I understand why you have to take a fistful of the flour out. Why? Because the juice comes, uh, it bounces onto the solid. And it goes around it, meaning it cooks the flour that's around it. And then the hot flour cooks that juice. And that juice is being cooked from the hot flour. And the Torah said, it has to be roasted from fire and not roasted from something else. And the flour over here is roasting the juice. According to Shemuel, the bottom is what is strong. The flour, since it's cold, it makes the, the flour cold. Then, so why not take a fistful out? Now it says, Tiskile be told mekomo, just take that spot out. Rashi erases that, Rabbeinu Hanel leaves that. Okay. Amar Abir Miyamashmal. No, what are we talking about? The flour was hot, so therefore the juice went into something hot and it cooked uh, and it got cooked from the hot flour. Okay, so let's ask again on Shmuel. Tanan, Sacho Shal Truma. If we glazed the Korban Pesach with oil of Truma, Im Havurat Kohanim Yochelu. If they're a group of Kohanim, they should eat from it. Im Shal Yisrael, well, depends. Im Haihu, if it's still raw, wasn't roasted yet, Yadihain, wash it off. Im Salihu, if it was already roasted. In, uh, then you cloth at the height zone, and you have to uh, you got you have to take off the outside part of the meat. Now, Bishla Malirav, it makes sense according to Rav Damar Ila Agabar. He said, "What's on top is always the stronger one." Antulehachi Sagile Biklipa. That's why all you have to do is just peel off some of the meat. Mishum Daila Atzonen, who because the top is cold, and all you have to do is peel. The bottom one is stronger. Since the korban is hot, then why do you have to peel? The whole thing should be asur. It swallowed, it absorbed the teruma. Glazing the korban pesach with a little bit of oil doesn't uh, seep all the way in. It's just on the outside, and that's why it's uh, good enough to just peel. And the proof is, Tanya Kabateri Shumuel, Ham letoch ham asur. Hot, the falling into hot is asur. Vechen sonen shinatan letoch ham asur. Cold that went into hot is asur. And that's the proof that the bottom always is stronger. Ham letoch sonen, vetsonen letoch sonen, madiah. If hot falls into cold, cold goes into cold, just wash uh, and it's okay. Now the Gemara asks, If hot falls into cold wash, Listen, wait a second. Since it's hot, By the time it gets cold, it's seeping through a little bit. Maybe, you know, something absorbed. And that's the case, it absorbed even a little bit. At least peel it a little bit.
Therefore, the Gemara says, If hot, when into cold, you have to peel. And only in the case of tsonen, the toch tsonen, cold into cold, then mediach, then you could wash. And here we bring in second brayta like Shmuel Taneidach Basar Roteach Shenafal Etoch Halav, hot meat that fell into halav roteach, cold milk, vechen tsonen Shenafal Etoch Ham, and then cold that fell into hot asur because the bottom is always stronger. Ham Etoch Tsonen, hot going into cold. Cold into cold madiyah wash. And again, we ask the same question. How? Since it's hot, by the time it gets cold, can't be that the bottom didn't absorb a little bit. Let it at least uh, peel off that area. Sigma explains, you have to say, if it hot goes into cold, you should peel. And cold into cold, then you wash. And Tosfot asks, why do you need a second brayta? He says, in the second brayta, we talked about meat that is hot, and only the meat has to be peeled, and uh, the milk wasn't asur. Now, Amar Mor, let's go into some of these uh, dinim. Amar Mor, tsonen letoch tsonen, madiyah, cold into cold, wash off. Amar Vuna, lo shanu ela shelom elaho. That's if you didn't uh, salt whatever is called. Aval melaho, asur. Once you salted it, it already becomes asur. Something that is salted is as if he it's uh, as if it's boiling, meaning it's going to be oser the amount that you have to at least uh, peel off. Kavush harehu kimbushal. Something that is pickled, it's already as if it's been cooked. Meaning, if I pickled basav uh, halav together, I mean I had just had them sitting in a jar together. That's already it's asur. When we're talking about it was salted, we're talking about salt so much that you can't even eat it that it's so salt. But if you can eat it, it's not so salty, then no, it's not, it's not a sur. And the Gemara brings a story. A bird that was shakted fell into a jar or a jug that had water, but in that water there was also a little bit of milk. And the Sharia Rav Hinana Bere de Rava Mipashonia Rav Hinana allowed it. Amarava Man Hakim the Misha Miltaki Ha. Who is so smart to be Matthias and that? He loved Rav Hinana Bere de Rava Mipashonia. If not, there be Rav Hinana Bere de Rava from Pashonia. Why the Gavrava? He's such a big Tamit Hakam. He was able to Matthias something like that. Amar Lach and Rav Hinana explained this is a heter. Kiamashmoel Malihareo Kiroteah. When we said that salted is as if it's uh, boiling, that's that's if it's so salted that you can't eat it. This uh, bird, even though it was salted, still it wasn't salted so much where I couldn't eat it. And all this, if it's still high, raw, once it's been roasted, you have to peel off because then it absorbs more. Once it's cooked, it absorbs more. And when did we say peeling? That's if it doesn't have cracks. Once it has cracks, it's going to absorb even more. And then asur. If it has uh, spices on it that softens up the meat, asur. It's going to be asur even though it's cold. And as she says, the case over there with the bird, it was a cold bird. So now we're going to get into a huge sugya. Does smell count as uh, absorbing meaning amarav besar shehuta shamen shetzelao im basar nevela kahush asur 
Let's have two skewers of meat in the in the in barbecue. On one side, I have uh, a kosher meat that was full of fat. On the other side, I have a skewer with, with uh, nevelot over there. It's it's very very light meat, not fatty meat. It's asur. My tama. What's the reason they're, they're both asur? Because they both absorb from one another. The fatty from the co- the fat from the kosher meat goes into the uh, the not kosher meat that's not so strong, and makes the makes the taste makes the smell come out, and go into the kosher meat. he's going to be lenient totally the other way. Even if the the kosher meat is very weak, and you're roasting it with fatty not kosher meat. Mutar maitama rehabano. It's just a smell. lav miltau, and smelling is nothing. Avid Levi uvda beresh kaluta bigdi vedabar achel. Levi was matir situation in the resh kaluta's house where they roasted a goat and a I guess it was a pig. It happened by accident and he was matir diavad because he held rehalav miltai that the smell means nothing. Now we have a problem on uh, Levi. It, it says, We don't roast two Korban Pesach in one oven because they might mix. My love, Isn't it because we're worried that one's going to take the other's smell and uh, it's, that's going to be a problem? And it's a problem with Levi. Levi answers, No. No. Because you might come to mix up, this group might take that korban, the other group might take the other korban, and, and it ends up Pesach has eaten uh, for people who are not uh, grouped together. And Hachinam Mistabra makes sense to explain it that way. Because the Sefa says, Even if it's a goat and a sheep, don't roast them together. Now, okay, if you tell me because they're going to get mixed up. I don't understand why it says the word afilu, even a gadi vitale. But if you tell me it's because of the smell, what's the difference if it's a goat and a sheep or a goat and a goat? At the end of the day, they're swallowing from one another. Rather, you have to say it means we're going to mix up uh, uh, the, the korbanot. Okay, so now we have a problem with Rav. About Ta'arovet Ta'amim Share, it sounds like that the only reason it would be a source is because you might mix up Korbanot and not because of the smell. That's Mutar. It sounds like it's a problem on Rav. Rav said that they, they absorb a smell from one another. What's this bright talking about? Rav would explain to you this. Uh, no, that bright is talking about where you roasted. Korban Pesach in two separate pots in the oven. We're not worried that the tastes are going to mix. We're only worried that you might take the wrong pot. So they might ask, wait a second, what are you talking about? You're not allowed to put a, a Korban Pesach in a pot. So the Gemara explains, no, it's like it's two pots. For example, uh, let's say there is a big pile of coal in between them, separating them completely. And this is what it means. And so, and you don't roast two korban pesach at the same time in the oven because you might come to get mixed up. And what's the mixture? Because they might mix uh, flavors, according to Rav. 
And Rav would explain, and even if uh, we're separating it where uh, there is not going to be flavor going from one to another, still asur mishum It's still asur because you might come to take the wrong korban. Even if there are two different animals, still asur. We're always going to worry that you might come to mix up animals. Amarav Mori. Now Rav Mori is going to try to fit Rav and Levi according to Mahloketanaim. Ketanaim. Maybe it's a Mahloketanaim. Harode pat hama. A person is taking out a hot bread from the oven. And you put it on top of a barrel of wine of truma. Well, it depends. If it's wheat bread, then it's okay. But if it's barley bread, it's asur wine. Because the barley bread is going to uh, absorb more of the smell of the wine of teruma. My love, Tanaehi, you could say this is a machloketanaim, beautiful. The more savad Rebiuda, who's matir the sebrad, he holds rehal lav miltahi, like Levi, umor, and Rebi Meir and Rebiosi that are oser, savad rehal miltahi, like Rav. And now, Levi, vadai Tanaehi, you could say really, according to Levi, who held that rehal lav miltahi, that smell is nothing, you could say that it's for sure machloketanaim, I hold like Rebi Huda, and I'm good. However, Le Rav, who said it's a who said it's a mahlukitana? No, according to all of them, Reha would is something, even according to Bihuda. And Lavi Tumara Allah didn't we say about that Braita Amara Babara Abarhana Amarish Lakish Bepat Hama Vehavit Petuha Divra Kolasur that if it was a hot bread and it was an open barrel, everyone's gonna say it's Asur because for sure the, it's taking from the smell. If it was cold bread and the barrel was closed, because it's not taking from the smell. Where's the three-way? Hot bread and a closed barrel, or the pots on it, cold bread, open the barrel. There, Ha nami, and you have to say the same thing over here, roasting two pieces of meat together. It's the same thing, case as kepat hama vehavit petuhadamia. It's just like a, a hot bread in an open barrel, and that, according to everyone, it should be asur. So it's not a machloketanaim according to him. And tane rav kahana bered rav hinana sava rav kahana, the son of rav hinana, the, the elder. He he said, bread that you baked with uh, roast in the oven. You can't eat it with milk. This is an interesting mahloket because according to Rashi, this is still uh, a mahloket and it just happens to go like Rav. Levi holds that this bread would be mutar even in milk. And uh, the reef in Masechet Hulin held that the, even Levi would be oser because you could eat it in, in a parv way, you can eat it with meat, but uh, if you eat it with dairy, it's not asur. And that leads to Mahloket of Rishonim, of trying to understand the reef, the Ramban, the Avi Azri. Very interesting, so yeah, this whole uh, Rehaim Altai. There was this uh, fish that was roasted in the oven with a piece of meat. Asara Rabba Mi didn't allow it to be eaten with milk because he held, he obviously held like Rav that Reha Miltai. Mor Bar Rav Ashe Amar.
Even if you want to eat it with salt, not milk, you want to eat it parv. It's still asur mishum because it's not. It's very hard for the smell. Uldavar and you also get sarat since it was roasted with meat. And lemaaseh we hold that they're halav especially in big ovens like ours. Um, very kedai to look into, and especially in a question when basar and halav were cooked in the same oven together. Uh, of course, you should always ask a rabbi, uh, but lechora uh, would sound mutar. Now, the next Mishnah, Hamisha Devarim, five type of korbanot sibur that uh, Kohanim eat from it, Ba'in Betum'ah, you could bring it if, uh, I guess, 51% of B'nai Israel are Tameh, Ve'en Betum'ah, and they're not eaten if they become Tameh, and we'll see what that means exactly. Uh, they are Ha'omer, Korban Ha'omer, that uh, you give the, the next day on the 16th of Nisan, Ushtei Alechem, and uh, the two big halot that you bring that you bring on Shavuot, Kohanim eat from, Velechem Ha'panim, and the bread that you bring every Friday afternoon to the Beit HaMikdash, and the Kohanim eat from it, Vezir Heshal Metzibur, and the two sheep that come with the Shtei Alechem on Shavuot, and the goats of Rashi Hodashim. All of these are, can be given if B'nai Israel are Tameh, but they cannot be eaten to the Kohanim Betum'ah. Pesach Sheba Betum'ah. However, Korban Pesach, let's say 51% of B'nai Israel are Tameh. Nechal Betum'ah. You could eat it even if you're Tameh. The only reason it came to begin with is so people could eat it. So we, the Gemara starts, Hamisha, Mai, what do we come in to exclude? Meaning, you could have just wrote, you know, Korbanot Sibur, you could bring them to Ma'a, they not, you don't eat it to uh, and that's it, why'd you give me a number? No, so you obviously come in to exclude something. So the Gemara explains, Hagigat Hamisha Asar, the Korban Hagigat that you bring on the holiday. The Sarkat I would have thought, Kevan the Korban Sibur, since it's a public Korban, everyone gets together, we give Korbanot. And there's a set time to give it, right? The best time to give it is on the first day of the holiday. Maybe that should push away Tum'ah, and I could bring Korban Hagigah on the holiday. No, you could bring it, you know, you have seven days after the holiday to bring it. You don't bring it on Shabbat. Shabbat, If it's not pushing Shabbat, that means it's not 100% set. And therefore, it's not going to push away Tum'ah. Okay, why don't you bring the goats of the, the holiday? And the Gemara explains, no, we said, we said the Shalamim of the Tzibur, and that's uh, part of uh, the, the goats of the Regalim. If we're learning it out of Zivchesh, then take away the, the, the goats of Rosh Chodesh. Because you already wrote Zivchesh, that you know, that one should knock out the other, and you have four. So the Gemara explains, We need it. I need to talk about it separately. Why? Because maybe on Rosh Chodesh it doesn't say the word Mo'ed. And I could have made a mistake. The Dafka Korban Sibur with the word Mo'ed in it, they push away Tum'ah. But maybe Korban Rosh Chodesh doesn't say the word Mo'ed. Maybe it doesn't push away Tum'ah. Kamash Ma'alan, the Rosh Chodesh, Ikre Mo'ed. You come and teach me that Rosh Chodesh is considered a Mo'ed. And I push away Tum'ah in order to give away that Korban. Tammuz of the year of the Maaseh Meraglim. 
was a full 30 days, Maluye, Maluya, they filled it up, and it's a Gemara in the end of Masechet Ta'anit. They were trying to figure out the 40 days of the Meraglim in Israel, and they were only able to come up with 39. They left Kaftet Sivan, they came out, they, they finished Het Av, they got back to Shabav, and Rashi only counts 39 days, so they have to add one extra day. They called an extra uh, holiday. They called an extra holiday. What extra holiday? That was Rosh Chodesh Tammuz. And because of that extra day, Tisha Be'av became a day of sadness. And not to end off on a bad note, it says Kara Alai Mo'ed. Tisha Be'av was also called a Mo'ed. One day we'll get the Beit HaMikdash back and Tisha Be'av will go back from being a sad day to a happy day. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.